This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome in, everybody, to this episode of the Storm Center. I'm John Kay, being joined once again by Drew Everhart. Good to have you back, Drew. Glad to be back, John. I'm so kind of a high, kind of a hiatus for this podcast since we last recorded. Yeah, we, we've been kind of busy the last couple <laughs> days. Uh, Trying Broadcasting Network has had a lot of work to do, and we're gonna try and recap most of it. We had softball the last two days. We have softball tomorrow. I don't know if you're doing the game. I'm. No. I'm doing the game as soon as I can show up from class. I might zoom in from the game, honestly. I don't know. We'll figure it out. My professor's currently in quarantine, so we'll see what ends up happening there. But man, be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. He'll just be like, oh, "Are you here? Yeah, I'm here, but I'm kind of busy, so just hang with me." We're gonna start with softball today. They started their season a week ago, last Wednesday, against Anderson, and they have played ten games. In that week. Jeez. That's a lot. We did the Anderson games. They won the first game in walk-off fashion, 3-2. to two. Emerson Haney with a walk-off single. After one of the most bizarre calls I think I've ever seen, everybody got brought in for Anderson on the infield. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen that before. Pretty sure we were speechless in the booth. <laughs> we weren't afterwards. But. Not just us, but also the SID. We just, just a disbelief. Because it's, I don't think it's ever been done. At least I've seen. I've never seen it before. Um, what a great time to get your first collegiate softball hit! Just walk off into right field in the most memorable way possible. Yeah, it was incredible. And then they came back and beat Anderson eight to one in the next game. Um, uh, just the offense picked it up. Ashley out Amanda Prather, both go yard in that game. I'll get their names straightened out someday they hit back to back in the order and once again i'll apologize to ashley sword out because i've messed up her name on her last two home runs i'll get there i'll get it down and then softball traveled to kentucky over the weekend beat illinois wesleyan in their opening game one to nothing and then lost to depaul one to nothing and then followed that up the next day with a seven to two loss against depaul also they were supposed to play anderson again that game got canceled and then beat Transylvania 6-5. to five. This team play has played in a lot of one-run games up to this point. And that was just to Saturday. Yeah. Or yeah. Sunday. Sunday might have been the 21st. All their games are close. And the ones that we've been a part of, they've always been down and been able to come back. So this team's really fun to watch. Yeah, and just a bunch of fighters. They played Manchester, as we talked about, on Tuesday. I did the game by myself. And, nah, uh, Drew, you better be available next time, buddy. That was... <laughs> It was a hey, lot of work. I had tutoring to do. So <laughs> I had an excuse. They, Manchester, got beat down in the first game, 12 nothing. Offense clicking on all cylinders, five-inning game. Hannah Campman went five, the full five, only gave up one hit, and it came in the top of the fifth. Man. I mean, what else can you do you want from a pitcher besides a no-hitter? But, I mean, come on. <laughs> she, was, she was cruising, and then the Thunder win – Game two, eight to seven, an extra inning. So you go from a shortened game because of the run rule to an extra inning game. 
But again, fighting from behind, gave up four in the top half of the third, came back for five in the bottom half, and then Manchester came back out. Some calls didn't go our pitcher's way, and that forced Anna Keppel to work more in the zone, and Manchester found some barrels, put up three more in the top of the fourth, and then trying, fought back with one in the bottom half of the fifth and one in the bottom of the seventh to tie it, and then walked it off in the top of the eighth on another crazy play, just a bunt trying to move the runner over and an overthrow. Runner scores, game over, first batter of the top of the eighth inning, or bottom of the eighth inning. And then yesterday, played defiance and split the doubleheader, winning game one, three to two, another comeback effort, another one-run game. Three one-run games in their last four. Well, it's actually more than that. Three one three one-run games in the last two days. I'll say that. That's a lot easier than trying to do all the math. Fell behind two to nothing in the top of the third, and then came back with three big runs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Swart out another home run. Her stat lines at home are absolutely absurd. Oh man. I mean, home sweet home, right? And then That's drop walk up song should be sweet home. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, and then lost game two, five to four. Tough game defensively. It's a tough one. And yeah, gave up two in the top half of the seventh. But again, this team's extremely talented. They're a lot of fun to watch, and they just fight and battle the whole time. It's it's going to be a really fun season to watch. Is that's only that's literally only week one. It felt like it's been a month and a half already. Yeah, it feels. I feel like I don't know twenty four at this point. <laughs> We've watched a lot of softball. And Drew. On the diamond directly next door. Uh, directly next door? Next door. We'll just go with next door. That's <laughs> I mean, Drew, baseball. <laughs> Give up. All right, so March 19th, the Thunder baseball team traveled to Olivet and ended up losing 9-6. to six, And then the next day they had the – for the weekend, they went down and went to Wabash where – didn't seem like it was going their way. First game, they lost 5-2. to two. Next game, 11-9. So we were close on that day. But then the next day really got us. Lost 20-2 to two and then 19-9. to nine. So hopefully they'll be able to come back. Trine will play. They will go to Adrian on Saturday. And then they're going to come back here at home to face Adrian in another doubleheader on Sunday. A lot of baseball action happening this weekend. It is always tough to go on a road trip like that and struggle yeah. a little bit. But again, baseball and softball both just started practicing recently, so they'll both start to hit their strides here soon once they, I mean, obviously knock the rust off. And it helps. I think it helps more being in-game knocking the rust off rather yeah. than in practice. And also, like, you're coming out of the win- winter and, you know, you got to get your muscles warmed up and everything. So I don't see why baseball won't come back and have a pretty good season. Now we're going to go ahead and go over to lacrosse where only one game in, in the since we recorded the last podcast on the 23rd. They went to Alma and won 6-4. And we had Tyler Corliss leading the way. Well, Tyler Corliss and Matt Zanicelli. I apologize if I said your last name wrong, Matt. They both had two goals each, but Corliss leading the way with two assists. And... The lacrosse team will play on Saturday at home against Alma, so hopefully we'll be able to get another win over them. It's going to be a busy Saturday. 
Busy, busy, busy Saturday. Oh, man. Speaking of Saturday, last Saturday, the Thunder, back in football action, took on Albion, who's picked to finish tops in the MIAA. It was really good first half. Thunder went into the break, trailing 13-10. to 10. Albion was up quickly, 13-0, a missed extra point on the first one, on the first kick. And then Connor Arthur hauled in a touchdown pass from Alex Price. I mean, Arthur showed a lot. This weekend, freshman made some really big catches. This team's really young. Yeah, which can be a downfall sometimes. They just played. They played good in the fall. Need to look to get that mojo going again here in the spring. And then coming out of the break, Albion scored in the third to make it twenty to ten. Oh, Ryan Hibbett's forty-seven yard field goal. Oh yeah, that the was, first half just a bomb. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> just a huge kick. But then Albion came out and scored out of halftime and then scored again quickly in the third one play drive, making it twenty seven to ten and then trying just couldn't get it going in the second half offensively. No, they really couldn't, and uh really just saw the O line wasn't really holding the way they should and the quarterback had to make some pretty tough throws. Or just keep it and get sacked. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to work on that and we'll get a win this on Saturday. Run game struggled also as Zane Kirby, leading rusher, 10 attempts, 25 yards. Nobody else had double-digit yardage running the ball for this team. However, Price, 18-36, throwing the ball, 273, touchdown and a pick. Brett Kaler came in for the last drive, went 3-6 of six for 44 yards and a touchdown. Arthur, four catches, 73 yards. Kale Lawson, five for 59. And Julian Smith, three for 58. With Reese Lehman and Connor Arthur having the two touchdown receptions. On the defensive side of things. There was one play, that, well, sequence of plays that was really crazy with, like, what was it, back-to-back-to-back fumbles? Or was yeah. it just a back-to-back? Yeah, it was... Something like that. I don't even know. It was nuts. It was too much to keep track of, but turned the ball over a crazy amount of times. Albion just had butterfingers. Yeah. It felt like they fumbled the ball three or four times. Um, I can tell you here in a second. It was a wild game to watch. It was, yeah, that was one of the sloppiest games, I think, I've seen a team win. Yeah. And Albion just turning the ball over. If I can find this holy crap they threw one pick and they fumbled the ball four times and lost three of them and like you said it was albion fumbled try and got it try and got it fumbled albion got it back and fumbled it was just that sequence uh, made my head spin albion also had five sacks to just further your point a little bit offensive line they there was times where they looked extremely good and then yeah i mean some of those were coverage sacks as receivers just couldn't get open. But yeah. uh, Albion's one defensive lineman, uh, Mitchell Aronson, two or three time All MIAA player, just he's a wrecking ball up front. Yeah, you could he definitely earned that. Man, speaking of wrecking balls, holy crap! Kyle Nafe, thirteen tackles <laughs> on the defensive side. It felt like every other every other play. Me and Andy Brown were talking about yeah. him. Just a missile on the defensive end. Same thing with Keyshawn Amison, big. We're calling him, well, the live stream chat told us to call him Big Hit Key, but we're going to call him Big Play Key because as soon as we started saying that, 
He <laughs> made a or just after that was said in chat, huge hit, caused a fumble, and then he got a pick, and then he I think pretty sure he forced another fumble. He just again, he's another one of those guys that he just seems to be near the football, and when he's near the football, good things happen for this yeah. defense. Don't hold him to only one thing, the big hits. He's, he does everything. Makes he just made he makes plays, and that's that's what this defense needs. I mean, need to make need to force turnovers when this team was when it, when they went undefeated back to back years in the MIAA, Marcus Winters and Khalil Hill on the outside edge. You can't throw the ball at either one of them because they'll go up and intercept it. Right. And Aaron Dean showed some good ball skills this weekend, and so did blanking Angel Sanchez. Yep. They. It'll come, I think. This team this team is extremely talented. Again, still really young on the defensive side of things, but starting to pick it up a little bit, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens going into this weekend when they take on Adrian. Black and blue border brawl, obviously rivalry game, have to have it. Yep. So that'll be Saturday. We're recording this on Thursday. It'll be, It should be up later today. Hopefully. So... Be on the lookout for that one. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock. Obviously, you have to tune in. You can't miss that. You can't miss a rivalry game. No. I'll be on the call with Latrell Lapsley and good old Andy Brown. Sir. The man in charge. And Drew, what do we have for baseball and soft, or baseball and lacrosse? And then we'll get back to softball. So, other than... For baseball, we just have the two doubleheaders at Adrian, then on Saturday, then at home. And then next week, we'll get into that. They'll start playing more. And then lacrosse, they got Alma on Saturday. And then looks like they're going to play at Hope on the 31st. So hopefully those, those will be good games to watch. Absolutely. And then softball tomorrow takes on Adrian at noon again. Might be there in time. We'll find out. <laughs> find out what the whole class situation is looking like. Regardless, you can watch all these home events on the Trine Broadcasting Network. Josh Hornbacher, incredibly, incredibly busy. Hardest working man in MIAA. <laughs> One of them. And then Hope at 4 o'clock. I will be there for that game. So 4 o'clock versus Hope. Finish to Pick to finish third in the MIAA. Behind Trine and Calvin, so that'll be that'll be an interesting one to watch at four o'clock. Uh, since we didn't have a full season last year, I believe the reigning MIAA champs. I might be mistaken. I'll fact check myself, and I'll have that for next week, or I'll have it for tomorrow actually. And then they travel to Olivet to play Olivet and Alma before coming home on the thirty-first to start conference play. Oh boy, here we go. Exciting times. Me and Drew are going to be working a lot. As Oh my goodness, there's so many <laughs> softball games. We're going to be busy, Drew. That's one thing I really don't miss about playing baseball is that you play like, I don't know, every day basically except for like Wednesdays in high school. Yeah. I'm hey man, I won't complain. I love baseball and softball and I'm looking forward to catching all the action make sure to tune in everywhere you can show up if you can show up to events but if not make sure to watch on the try and broadcasting network and we hope you all have a good weekend we will see you or we'll talk to you on monday we'll be back recording at our normal time to catch you up on the weekend which obviously is going to be extremely busy yes uh make sure to follow me on twitter at the real john k underscore 
Drew then, on Twitter at D Everhart Double Zero. Try and broadcast on Twitter. And have yourselves a wonderful and safe weekend. Enjoy the March Madness and enjoy the Thunder Sports. Go Thunder. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.